Welcome back to another episode of the Average Asian Boys Podcast. I'm your host, John, and today we have a female guest here today. So everyone, please welcome Igo from glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Hi, everyone. I, I wanted to bring you on today because, you know, here at the Average Asian Boys Podcast, we like to be cultured, well-rounded people. And for me, I don't know anything about Kazakhstan except from what I've seen in Borat, which I'm going to presume is factually inaccurate. It is absolutely factually inaccurate. Uh, so, all right, it's nothing as depicted in any movie. Right. All right. Good to know that. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to ask you like, um, what, what's I don't know what's life in Kazakhstan like. Uh, you were born and you you born and you grew up there, right? Yeah, so I was born in nowadays Kazakhstan, and actually I was born in last half a year of the Soviet Union. So I oh, have really? Both a Kazakh and Soviet birth certificate. So when you think of actual Kazakhstan, think of pastures, prairies, mountains, being close to Russia, Mongolia, and China. So oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I would never have thought about that. I mean, I didn't know what to think. I guess to be honest. All right, so pastures, prairies, uh, mountains, you said. Yeah. Okay. All right. Seems like some good terrain yeah. going on there. Uh, and then so you have, or you said you had a Russian birth certificate as well? A Soviet one, yes. A so oh, a Soviet one. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm getting like Soviet and Russian, like, because like, to me, they're like one and the same, but they are... Dif they, like, are they like distinct? Are they different technically? Well, technically, it used to be one country, USSR, right? Yeah. But inside of the USSR, you had the Soviet Union republics. So uh, I am from the Kazakh Soviet Union Republic. So I, I used to be a Kazakh Soviet. <laughs> okay, so Kazakhstan was part of the USSR. Yes. Oh my gosh, I feel so ignorant right now. On like, I mean, I clear clearly I don't know anything about Russian or Soviet history or whatever. Okay, so um, it used to be part of the USSR, and then when it fell apart, then it became its own independent country. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. Ninety-one. Oh. Wow, nineteen ninety-one. Yes. Okay, wow, that's all right. Cool. Wow, look, I'm just feeling like all that knowledge flowing into me right now. That's great. All right. Um, so, how did you like living in Kazakhstan? Um, so I didn't spend a lot of time in that country. So in some, I would say it would be 12 years out of my life, but, um, I would see it change throughout these 12 years that I would come back from elsewhere to live for, for a couple of years and see how everything changes. Okay. So in the t time span of 12 years, you've seen it change like drastically. Yeah. So I guess, first of all, I should ask you like what part. I was, I'm going to ask you what part of Kazakhstan you're from, but then I'm not sure why I'm asking because I wouldn't even know probably. Yeah, uh, so I'm not from the capital city, Astana. Astana. Yeah. Is, am I saying that right? Yeah. Astana. Yeah. Okay. The only city I know from Kazakhstan is Almaty. Yeah. That's the only one South. I've heard. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. that's not the capital city. No, the current one is Astana. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. So you saw it change quite a bit throughout the years. Um, what were the changes that you observed? Um, so, for instance, Astana became the capital city in 94. And so, so it was not the capital city originally. Almaty was in the south oh. for 100 years. Yeah. 
And so in 94, it all shifted that all of the Kazakhs from elsewhere would move into that one city yeah. who was uh, in the past just a small town in the Soviet Union. And you would see lots of changes being made, such as construction of new buildings, you know, people migrating to Aslan and coming to live in, in Aslan and the city expanding. So Why did they change the capital to Astana? Uh, so this was a decision of the government because they thought that the current capital is too much in the south of the country and they okay. wanted to have everyone concentrated more on the north center. Yeah. Okay. It was, okay. So the city was too south and they wanted more people in the north. So they moved it up. Yeah. Okay. Is there a reason that they wanted more people on the north side? Yes. So um, in northern Kazakhstan, the population would be looking like 50% of Kazakh descent like myself and 50% of Soviet, Russian or whichever descent. So they essentially wanted to move more Kazakh population, Kazakh nationals into the north. Okay, so it sounds like there's quite like a bit of a mixed bag in terms of like the demographics and yeah. the population because yeah. you mentioned that it's about 50% people of Kazakh descent. Yeah. This is all new info to me, so I'm really going to have to go slow here. And then the other 50% is kind of like Russians slash... Ukrainians, uh, Soviet people. Other middle, people. middle Easterns? Kind yeah, of? as well, yeah. Okay, interesting. All right. Um, do you think Kazakhstans are considered Asians? Like, or Middle Eastern? Uh, yes, Central Asians. Central Asians. Yeah. All right, gotcha. All right. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. So if I was to like go to Kazakhstan and just observe the people, I would see like kind of like a bit of everything, mm -hmm. I guess. Cause like the Kazakh people would look like they're from Central Asia. Yeah. And the Russian people would look white as heck. <laughs> yeah. So okay. it's a diverse community. Oh wow. Right? That's, so. in that's, that's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like I haven't met many people from Kazakhstan before, so I obviously don't really know what to expect in terms of mm -hmm. what they look like and stuff like i wouldn't be able to tell from looking at you that you were from there mm -hmm. yeah all right um do you have any like i don't know do you have any like childhood stories growing up in kazakhstan or anything anything interesting anything any fun story to share with us um yeah i guess like one of our um most treasured pastime would be horse riding, but not the actual, like, you know, cultured horse riding that you see in Western countries. Like but equestrianism or whatever. Not equestrianism, like, but, but yeah. actual horse riding, so. Well, can you explain a difference to me? Because, like, I just heard horse riding and horse riding. Um, so the equestrian would be perhaps, you know, in a field that's uh, that's purposely done for you to go rounds and rounds or just to right, show off like the Right, they've got the tracks, right? Yeah, or the, the tracks. obstacles. Yeah. Yes. And you're actually just like riding in a field. Yeah. Clippity-clopping. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. Like just being one with nature. Exactly. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Yeah, like, like what horse riding was meant to be. Yeah. Have you done horse riding before? I did. Yeah? So, yeah. Do you, how comfortable do you feel like horse riding right now? Like, I am very comfortable right now. You're very comfortable. Yeah. All right. So you had to like hop onto a horse and like chase somebody down. You, you could do that. Yeah, I could do that for sure now. Okay. Well, I am definitely not messing with you anytime <laughs> soon because uh, I wouldn't want you to chase me down with a horse. I would be terrified. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so 
Is everyone like well versed in horse riding there? So yeah, that's the funny story. Um, I remember I was hanging out with my school friends, and we were all 15 at the time, and they took me to the actual side of horse riding, and I never rode a horse before. Okay, you were and 15. You hadn't rode a horse before. Okay. Go on. And uh, so they're saying, yeah, we're going actually horse riding in, into the steps. And I'm like, how? How, how am I supposed to do it? I, I never rode, rode a horse like in, in the wild. And they just told me like, hey, here's the horse. Remember your Kazakh. You have it in you. <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> just, just channel your Kazakh blood. Exactly. Wow, that's like my parents telling me to do my math test. You can do it. Just channel your Asian blood. You can do no yeah. problem. <laughs> Okay, so no, they just like threw you onto a horse, no instructions. Really? No instructions, just maybe a helmet, that's all they gave me. And Okay, I, how nice, how considerate of them. Yeah, and um, so I, I got into this mare, mare, sorry, who was also, I'm sorry, in heat. So she was quite wild. So for the first two hours, it was just me holding dear onto my life <laughs> until I finally relaxed and she finally relaxed and she brought us back to the uh, stable. So... Yeah. Did you okay? So did you naturally kind of figure out how to ride the horse just like through like sheer trial and error? You hopped on a horse and just went yeehaw, clippy clop. Yeah, exactly. Wow, that okay. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That would be like, cause in here, um, in BC, anyways, right? You can start driving when you're 16. So usually when you turn 16, that's what you do. You start like driving a car. Yeah. But that would, to me, that's like, here, hop on a car, no instruction whatsoever, off you go. Yeah, just figure out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's like how everyone learns how to ride a horse. Mostly, yes. Wow. So, yeah. That's, uh, wow, just like the good old times. It's a bit the, wild. Yeah, it just comes back to the roots of the old times, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Then is this is something that almost everyone kind of goes through. Like this is how everyone learns how to ride a horse you just they just like put you on a horse and like off you go i would say yes it's quite common wow yeah wow that is so cool do you guys do like horseback archery as well or anything yeah we have festivals dedicated for just all kinds of horse horses ours like because the horse is sacred in our lands right so yeah yeah okay um where would you go to or where did a horse come from like they just had one lying around <laughs> they we, borrowed someone's horse we essentially yes just borrowed someone's horses we just went to a farm they had horses uh we just gave them some some money and said like hey we want to go horse riding and they said like yes of course just like bring them back in a couple hours or five tops <laughs> yeah so, yeah okay so if i was to go to kazakhstan right now and i go to like some farm with horses and i'm like hey there i want to ride a horse and just pay them some money they'd be mm -hmm. like yeah here you go here's a helmet and have fun yeah Wow, that would happen for I sure. am never trying that. That sounds very <laughs> dangerous and irresponsible. Uh, yeah, maybe that might be a fun, uh, I don't know, couples activity perhaps. one day, you know? Go there with your, go there with my significant other. She'd say, hey, look, I got a surprise for you today. Like, you like horses, right? We're gonna go learn how to ride a horse today. And by learn, I mean like figure it out along the way. And it's like, ah! Just hop on. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Where, where are you? I can't see you anymore. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll keep that on the back of my mind if I ever meet a girl who's really into horses and she really, really wants to ride a horse one day. That's what I'll do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so going back, you mentioned that you were kind of in and out of the country during your younger days. Yeah. Uh, why was that like? Oh, sorry. Why were you like in and out? Oh, it's uh, because of my father's work. So we oh, okay. So you, a bit. oh, traveling quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
And then, so during that time, you you mentioned that you noticed like people kind of like migrating to the capital city because they wanted to move it further north, and then it was uh, growing bigger in size. Yeah. Um, what were some of the other changes that you noticed during those years? It's also um, the people themselves. So my hometown was just a small hometown, you know, with small town uh, mentality. But now that it's the capital, you get to meet all kinds of people from all of the country. Yeah. And so most of them bring like different traditions. So we have some some uh, festivities that we celebrate in one way in the north, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. They celebrate it differently in the south um, and completely differently in the west. What's growing up in Kazakhstan like other than horse riding at 15? Anything else like interesting or unusual that we wouldn't have thought about that we wouldn't experience here? Yeah, so uh, Kazakhstan are known to be big carnivores and we even joke so there's uh, wolves come first when they eat meat and Kazakhs come second. So you have a plethora of different meats and, and dishes that you can try out of place. And it's yeah. very unusual for a foreigner or someone who's not from Kazakhstan. Say uh, our main and favorite dish is horse meat. So Okay, so yeah. not only do you ride the horses, you eat the horses as yeah. well. Wow, okay. Um, okay, oh, it sounds like there's a lot of horses in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, you 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 said that phrase that the wolves eat first, and then so, the yeah. Kazakhs eat sec second. Could you explain that what that means? In terms of eating meat or meat products, wolves come first, and second come Kazakh. So we are only second to wolves in uh, the amount of meat and protein that we consume historically. Oh, okay. So yeah, got it. That's kind of a Kazakh joke that goes around. So are there wolves in Kazakhstan? Yeah, they are. Okay, do you guys ever have to worry about like? wolves getting attacked by wolves if you're like out in the middle of nowhere going for a nice hike you know well, so there might be a wolf somewhere uh, we're not very afraid because they don't usually touch people so mm -hmm. yeah it's rarely known for them to touch us okay what's like the culture like in terms of like conservative versus liberal in terms of like that spectrum where in kazakhstan do you think uh, uh people are in terms of being uh, i guess conservative versus uh liberal well, nowadays it will be liberal, but um, it, it would lean heavily on the conservative tradition before, right? So, okay. yeah, there was a certain set of rules and customs you were not supposed to infringe. But now that everyone has internet, we have globalization happening, we, are, we tend to be more liberal and secular in many things. So, Okay, so you think the internet has made Kazakhstan more liberal because they've been exposed to more things around the world? Yeah. Uh, what were some, like, I guess, customs or traditions from, like, back in the days? Um, so, Kazakhs are Central Asians, and Central Asians are a wild mix between just Asians and also being Muslim, historically speaking. So, there was a big tradition of Islam. There, there, were, there, was, there were less freedom before, I guess, for, mm -hmm. so let's say, women, married me, women, and so on and so forth. But now it's becoming to become, become more free and secular, so yeah. Okay, that, that's great, I'm yeah. all for that. Yeah. You know, did you experience like any kind of restrictions as a woman growing up in Kazakhstan? Um, but when I was much younger, yes, I would yeah. say that I would normally be with a chaperone if I go out late. And I oh, made, really? sure, made sure that I can come back before 10 p.m., so. Because when I think about like, a chaperone, I think, something from like a hundred years ago. Yeah, I know, right? Like I've heard of that concept before, yeah. but 
it would be hard to imagine for me to imagine something like that even just like 10 20 years ago yeah so it would be like a cousin same age or slightly older than you yeah uh are you allowed to have a female chaperone um no it has to be a male has to be a male it used to be the the guy has to watch over (laughs) everything okay um did you like that at all or you were you not a fan of it or you just whatever you were too young to care i just didn't care to be honest i was fine to hang out with my cousins they're cool people yeah yeah okay i remember i saw like this this demographic map of kazakhstan and i saw that there was this tiny area where like bridal kidnappings occur or something like that yeah is that true it is true it still occurs at the very far south of the country so okay and is that like a is that a tradition is that a custom is that a religious thing um it's more of a central asian thing so it's also seen in kyrgyz culture for instance so whether it will be premeditated or not brides could be potentially stolen from their hometowns from the streets and forced into marriage yeah wow okay um because what i'm thinking bridal kidnappings like i'm i'm assuming that the brides have no idea they're being kidnapped they're gonna be kidnapped yeah so it's either done through arrangements pre-arrangements with the other family it's or a, it's completely random it, you, okay it could be also so completely it, might, random. it could be a, it could be a pre-arranged kidnapping yeah or it could be totally random yeah so i could so like do you have you ever like do you know anyone who has been bridally kidnapped uh, no, not in this generation, but yeah, okay. before my grandmother okay. was kidnapped. Person. Wow. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, cause like, I, I'm just trying to imagine how a bridal kidnapping would work nowadays. I don't know. Like what you, you show up to the place, you kick down a door and then you just run off with their wife and then you run away on a horse, obviously. Right. Cause that would be <laughs> traditional. Yeah. I mean, a car does seem like a better option, but yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're going to, to tradition, if you're going to be traditional, you might as well hop on a horse. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I mean, I'm glad to hear that. I guess that kind of stuff isn't really happening anymore. And hence the need of a chaperone, I guess. So is, is, that, is, that, is that the role of a chaperone to like, to like just, back off, to yeah. like defend, to protect yourself yeah. from potential kidnappers? Yeah. Wow. I would say, yeah. Okay. So if I was to be, if I was in Kazakhstan and I was going to be a chaperone one day, I would probably want to train myself in the yeah. art of self-defense. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Never yeah. know when I have to uh, beat up someone mm-hmm. or, yeah, fight, fight off a potential kidnapper. Wow. All right. Well, I, I mean, I, I totally understand what this, this whole chaperone system yeah. now. That, that seems to make sense. I'm, uh, I'm all for it if it helps fight kidnapping, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Do, do, do you think if somebody was to get kidnapped, like, would they try to run away? Like, do you think they would try to run away? Or did, have you heard any stories of that happening? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, most of the girls would want to run away. Uh, and um, sometimes they would just uh, also involve police because it's not acceptable. Yeah. In the 21st century to have this anymore, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we're both, we're both um, on, in yeah. agreement with that. Yeah, because I mean, I, I can understand like the prearranged marriage part, mm-hmm. right? It's like, all right, like, even though it might not be totally up to you, it's like, at least you kind of, at least you know about it, right? Yeah. You weren't like violently forced mm-hmm. to be somebody's uh, wife. 
but the yeah yeah the, the bridal kidnapping part just seems a little extreme and it, and it happened in like other countries as well he yeah. said yeah yeah uh, so it still happens in kyrgyzstan it's a huge uh, womenly rights crisis currently in Sydney remote areas like rural areas right where, where it's like too hard to like kind of police that stuff right yeah exactly yeah yeah wow that is mind-blowing uh to me uh that the, the fact that this stuff still happens but mm-hmm. um you know hopefully we are moving to an era where that happens less and less yeah yeah definitely. okay yeah uh so is there a lot of i guess like it sounds like this kind of like male dominant culture in kazakhstan and because you know it's like the chaperones have to be males and uh, the woman might be in danger of being kidnapped and all that stuff yeah it was deeply patriarchal but back in the days Mm-hmm. So uh, the men decided everything. They even had like, uh, I guess, like a council when it's only like older or wealthiest men who decide what's going to happen next in the village or okay, with so the community. No, no woman invited to the council. No. Right. It's like the guys just run the show. Yeah. Okay. And then do you think that's, uh, do you think that's changing now? Yeah, it is. It's changing now for sure. We have uh, female politicians, you know, working. So it's definitely changing. Okay. Yeah. Was there like a woman's rights movement or anything? Like, you know, like one day, like the woman's just like complains, like, hey, we want to be in a council too or something. I don't know. Um, or it's just like kind of slowly, gradually changed because people were like, ah, you know what? Maybe you should let women run the show. Yeah, so it's think? changed with our shared like Soviet Union, I guess, like past where we stopped being these nomads in the steppes and we became Soviet people and we had equal rights and everyone had to go yeah. to work and essentially yeah, we understood we're, we're that. We're a civilized society now. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're yeah. cultured. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, did you ever experience any discrimination like in Kazakhstan because you were a woman? Oh. I'm lucky to say that I have not. So I, yeah. I guess I come from a family of good men. And in, just in case, if anyone would try to lay a finger in me or, or do anything to me, so right. I have them have my back. So yeah, yeah. nice. That's awesome. Um, and you said you lived there for 12 years. Yeah, in so some, you, in some. Um, and then so you did. I guess I don't know if there's like I don't know what the education system is like. There. Actually, yeah, what is the education system like? There, is there like a heavy emphasis on education, like Eastern Asian countries? Yes. Or is it just like, I don't know, whatever? <laughs> Same as everywhere. So um, in classes is middle school, 11th grade is a high school degree. And then we have universities, of course. And um, because of, I guess, our shared Soviet past, it just became normal for us to uh, go to school, go to university, get a job. Was it like you ad- you adopted the Soviet system, I guess? Yeah, we were heavily influenced by them. Okay. That's for sure, yeah. Okay, so it's like the, the stuff that you learn, is it heavily like kind of, like especially, I guess, history, if you were to learn about like the history of the Soviet Union, would it be like pro-Soviet kind of education? Yeah, it would be pro-Soviet. Like, like America is a bad guy. They invaded yeah, us or whatever, would. you know. Yeah. Capitalism, bad. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> just yeah. trying to figure out what kind of stuff it would be just, like. Yeah, just dwelling on the communist past, I guess. And uh, what also is heavily influenced is um, 
precise science, such as mathematics and physics. It's all the same formulas, it's all the same books, to be honest, because my dad took a look and he's like, oh, it's the exact same program that I had, like, in your, at your age, so, yeah. 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 It's like, nothing's advanced in the last, <laughs> I don't know, 50 years or so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, were you, were you like, did you like enjoy going to school there? Were you like a good student and all that stuff? I actually found it challenging because uh, I would study elsewhere outside of Kazakhstan and I would think that the program is so much easier than the one that's there. So mm -hmm. I You think the programs outside of Kazakhstan is easier? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it sounded like you were really kind of going back and forth yeah. between places. That must have been very confusing for you yeah. and challenging because it's like that you don't have the opportunity to kind of build your social circle as a kid. Which, which is fine. Like I still have some childhood friends. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You got to ride horses with them. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Okay. What I wanted to ask you was like, you also, you know, a bunch of like different languages, right? Like I've heard you speak French. You probably speak Russian as well. Yeah. Is there a native Kazakh language? Yeah. Uh, I speak also Kazakh and there's a native Kazakh language. Yeah. Okay. And then obviously you speak English. Yeah. Now, now what I want to ask is where did you learn how to speak all these languages? The Russian and the Kazakh are, are like obviously from your homeland. So, but where did you pick up English and French? Uh, so for French, I picked it up when I was two and a half years old. We moved to Belgium and then we just started going to kindergarten. Yeah. And English was much later in grade six, I think. That's when I started to learn it. Yeah. Is it part of, where, where did you learn English? Uh, it was in when I was in Switzerland, so it was one of the second like, European languages we had to, to learn. Yeah. Along with German and German, I don't know at all. <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It sounds like you just kind of like really picked up languages from everywhere. Yeah. Does that ever get confusing to you sometimes? You got so many languages going around. You're like, I guess as long as you don't have to switch languages on the fly. I guess, yeah, and as long as I have just one silent moment just to switch between one and another. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you find that it's hard to ret retain, like, your ability to speak all these languages? Like, I know for work you speak, you're speaking French and English at work. Yeah. But then, like, like do you ever get a chance to, like, use your Russian or anything? Yeah, I speak to my mother in Russian and to my dad in Kazakh. Uh, okay. The fifth language that I also know is Polish, but I'm forgetting it because I don't have Polish friends around to speak to. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you need to find a Polish friend is what you're saying. Yeah. All right. I'll let you know if I ever meet a Polish friend. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Um, so obviously you're now living here in Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, wh what's that journey like? Like, how did you end up coming over here? Um, it's just that I've heard so many places, uh, so many good things about this place. And, um from my friends back in Poland, and I've decided that I wanted to move somewhere. And since I knew both English and French, I decided that why not Canada and why not Vancouver? Okay, so you're saying your friends in Poland were saying, wow, Canada is a really good place. We should, uh, yeah. you should go there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that's what they were saying in Poland. I, There's, you'd be surprised. It's quite a, a big circle of Polish immigrants in Canada. So. Mm -hmm. um, some of them lived or grew up in Canada, and that's why they recommended me that maybe check it out for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was that the original plan that like you were just gonna 
come to Canada, see what's up here, and then figure it out along the way? Yeah, so do okay. some studies, maybe work, and see how it goes. And then you decided to stay here? Yeah. Because you liked it, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you liked it here. How long have you been here now? Um, a little bit shy of five years, so... Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, and it's been a good five years and everything. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. no comp no complaints. Uh, you lived in Vancouver for all these five years? Yeah. Okay. Didn't wasn't bothered by the cold, the rain, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's um, it's not cold at all here. Um, where it's, I come from, it's very cold in winters. It would be compared oh, really? to Manitoba or Saskatchewan. Oh really? Yeah, with not being. Oh, I thought Kazakhstan was like a really hot place. Like I was thinking desert or something. I don't know. But it's hot in summers. Okay, so, so it's like super hot. So it's like super hot in the summer and then super cold in the winter. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, got it. So this, okay, so this place is not cold to you at all. Exactly. Okay, so you think everyone like here is just like complaining too much. We're like, oh my God, it's so cold. Oh, it's zero degrees now. I mean, it's temperate, right? And the uh, rainforest brings you green trees and stuff. So, so it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. But then you wouldn't think this place is hot, hot either. No, it's not hot. It's just okay. temperate. Okay. When we had the heat wave, the great heat wave of Vancouver 2021, did you think that was hot? It was like 40 degrees? Uh, yeah, was, during, during was, the actual heat dome, I thought like, this is getting a bit this, too hard. This is getting, yeah, this is getting yeah, a little yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. but with like the 30 degrees, it's just like whatever yeah. to you. Okay, wow. Yeah, I can see why you are totally okay with living here. Mm -hmm. uh, what about the rain? Yeah, obviously, it rains a lot here in Vancouver. doesn't rain a lot in Kazakhstan. No, it doesn't, but it gets gets here at the six months. When it's the six months of rain, you want sun. Yeah, I will agree here. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, it's for here. It's more like ten months of rain. <laughs> I, and Is it? <laughs> it feels like that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, please, please, I'll, I'll, I'll take the heat wave, anything. <laughs> and then, of course, when the heat wave comes, it's like, please, like just one day of rain, please. I'll, I'll do. I will do anything. I will sacrifice a goat to make it rain right now. Yeah, very unpredictable. Very super unpredictable. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's like, yeah. I don't. Why bother looking at the weather report? It's just gonna be totally different. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You never know what you're gonna get here. Okay, um, so what, you came here five years ago. Yeah. And you've stayed in Vancouver since. Yeah. Uh, was it like challenging for you to like kind of start in a new city? Uh, did you know anyone when you came here? Um, well, it's not exactly a challenge to me. Like I've been moving places, right? But um, yeah. it's just that I had to make sure that I find <laughs> friends perhaps through school or through work right so um, did you go to school here yeah i just went for some courses in capilano university so yeah. and i met a couple people from there yeah what, what about the religion uh what, is there like a dominant religion it's probably not christianity and it's islam of it's, sunni islam yeah okay is there any like religious conflicts there like i don't know because there's i know there's like two different types of muslims i think yeah. right except I don't know what the second type is uh, because I'm so uncultured. So because there's Sunni and there's Shia, but Kazakhs are completely Sunni. Okay, that helps. That, that I feel like that kind of helps a little, you know, get everyone kind of on the same page. And um, when I was telling you like about the people of Kazakhstan, it's just very interesting to see that some of them are extremely religious. So you would often see like women in burqas. And then right. you have that's the that's the coverings on a head. Yeah. Right? Okay. And then you would see some people who are completely not like, dressed, not religious, and just enjoy beer. You know. Okay. Yeah. That's on nice. The patio, so yeah. Okay. What is like another? I guess like ultra like religious thing 
that people would do because like i know uh for example and like again like not not too knowledgeable with the religious aspect so i'm just trying to gain some knowledge here like i know in saudi arabia they didn't let used to let women drive cars yeah, yeah until um, recently yeah yeah um but uh, i mean i'm guessing that wasn't an issue in oh. kazakhstan like anyone could drive cars it never and was an issue no. yeah yeah everyone can ride horses <laughs> yeah ride a horse yeah do you think there's like any okay what about like currently do you think there's anything that women can't do that guys can do uh get a divorce easier i would say a divorce yeah oh so that stuff would be like still kind of super frowned upon yeah on yeah okay yeah i i can see that yeah because here right it's just like you know you get a divorce you get a divorce you all get a divorce <laughs> yeah. um all right so let's say if i was in kazakhstan and i wanted to <clears throat> get a divorce uh is is it like as a guy would it be easier for me it would yes just because i'm a dude yeah okay for a woman she would have to come provide like you know solid grounds as to why she wants to get a divorce right yeah. like i don't know like her husband shot her or something like that <laughs> i guess yeah okay whereas if i was a guy i can just say that's it i'm calling it quits i don't want to i don't want to you know i don't want to do this anymore and i can just mm -hmm. head on off and just get a divorce yeah okay all right more or less yeah all right so hopefully that you know becomes more progressive in that uh, department as well mm -hmm. all right uh do you have any other interesting s stories from Kazakhstan that you want to share with us? Mm. I would have one which would perfectly depict, I guess, contemporary Kazakhstan. So um, this would be the story that I first went um, skydiving. Oh, and, exciting. Uh, so I was 21 year old. Again, not a lot of brain inside of this head. Um, so first thing first, we did not have any instructor that would be attached to us behind. Okay, I That's, feel like, is, it's this, all is, sketch. This, is, this, is this just a Kazakhstan? <laughs> like everything, just no instruction whatsoever. You want, you want to ride a horse? No instructions. You want to go skydiving? No instructions. Is, yeah. is, that's just, is that the culture? You just listen for an hour of a boring explanation as to how will you open your own, you know, uh, parachute. That, that, that sounds like a very important instruction. Yes. Okay, so, so there is someone who instructs you how to open a parachute. Yeah, so... Okay, that, that's a good start. You pull it one, two, three. Yeah. If, if it doesn't open, you pull the second one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was is, the is, second So thing. is it like super brief? Yeah, it's super brief. Okay, it's, one, two, three, pull this. Doesn't it's work. It's inadequate. One, two, yeah. It's inadequate. Yeah, and then, of course, it's just like, yeah, your, Kaz your Kazakhstan, just like, you know, you follow your blood or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it's old Soviet parishes, right? And then the, uh, I guess, the cherry on top is just that it, 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 it take you actually on a very small old Soviet plane. Nice. It's like this and plane. They push you. This this plane <laughs> this plane may fly or it may not fly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So when you're saying that you didn't have an, a lot of brains, like that was specifically like skydiving in Kazakhstan. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Okay. All right. I just wanted to clarify mm -hmm. that part. Uh, okay. So. You, you get like 10 seconds of instruction, uh, they give you a parachute, yep. and then they ship you off on an old Soviet plane, which may or may not fly. Exactly. All right, tell us what happened next. With a parachute that may or may not open, right? So With a parachute that may or may not open. <laughs> so That's why they give you two. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, 25% chance that neither of them opens. <laughs> Seems pretty high odds, but all right, sure, let's go for that. Exactly, so... Um... 
And what they, they did not also say that we needed like adequate shoes because they wouldn't provide like adequate shoes for people who do, didn't do have need, adequate shoes. Do you need shoes for skydiving? I guess a good, a good pair of boots will be good for you to land, right? So, oh, I guess yeah. so. I don't know. Because I'm like, like I wouldn't wear flip flops. <laughs> no. But, but other than that, I'm like, I don't know shoes a shoe, right? Like I feel like that would work. Yeah. Um, okay. So they don't give you the skydiving shoes. Me I just too. assume it's like a bring your own shoes kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, exactly. It's just bring your own because when I like, I mean, I've never done skydiving before because I'm terrified of heights. So I'm like, fuck that shit. But when I think of skydiving, I'm assuming that they provide like the parachutes and like the suit. Yeah. And what and like the airplane, obviously. And they attach you to an instructor behind you, right? right. Oh, oh, yes, yes, the, the, yes. The, that's right. The, the the instructor slash guy, some guy who knows what he's doing, strapped behind me. Yeah. Just in case I panic and I forget to uh, pull my parachute. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, did did you guys get an instructor? No. So oh. it was just you go and you jump and with so two parachutes that may or may not open. Okay. So you're on this plane. It somehow managed to take off, and then they open a door, and it's like, all right, kid, jump off the plane. Exactly. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> oh shit, man, that's crazy. Oh um, my god. <laughs> okay. And then like, like, any instructions on like the proper jumping technique or anything or like what you're supposed to do when you're free falling from the sky just jump to your right and try to land on your feet nice that's it <laughs> wow all right i mean okay i i mean i i appreciate the 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 the, the short i guess safety instructions <laughs> i guess because you know like when you're on a airplane they give you like all that safety instruction nobody listens to that stuff yeah uh, i would definitely listen to the ones uh, in kazakhstan yeah because that's you all five seconds of it all oh, five seconds. Okay. Uh, I mean, clearly you are, you made it because you're in front of me right now. So you're alive. Did your first parachute open? Yes, it did. Okay. Thank gosh. Up. All right. Did, <laughs> didn't need to test out that second parachute. Yeah. Uh, wow. Um, did, did everyone make it? <laughs> everyone did. Everyone did. Uh, great. All right. Wow. That sounds like a exciting, uh, exciting times. It was terrible. I, I told it to my mom. I said, I, after it all happened and I was home and she, she just asked me like, you did what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, definitely one thing I'm not doing in Kazakhstan is uh, skydiving there. No, yeah. do not. Yeah, I, 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 I think I could maybe figure out how to ride a horse by myself. Like worst case scenario, I fall off the horse, the horse runs off and I have to like buy a new horse. Actually, that sounds pretty bad. So mm. maybe I don't want to do that. I don't know how much a horse costs, but it probably costs a lot of money. So. Maybe, maybe I'll skip that part too. Oh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm glad you survived that skydiving I'm glad counter. too. Yeah. Uh, did <laughs> that you, was uh, reckless. Did you, uh, did you uh, try again? <laughs> no. <laughs> did you go for a round two? No. Are you going to try skydiving here where they do provide you with actual safety instructions and an instructor strapped behind your back? Yes. If. Yes. And only. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That, it'll be so easy for you. Yeah. You know? It'll be like, it'll be so easy compared to what you did before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, don't worry. I know how to pull a parachute. No, you don't got to do it for me. It's fine. I've done this before mm -hmm. by myself. And uh, you'll be obviously on a plane that is probably mo more likely to Most fly, likely to fly and yes. work yeah. and take off and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Wow. This is great. This is, uh, I feel like this is all very important things that I would want to know if I ever went to Kazakhstan. Yeah. Actually, speaking of going to Kazakhstan, if I was to travel there, like 
for vacation. Yeah. Well, first of all, would you recommend going to Kazakhstan as oh. a vacation destination? Only in the summers. Do Only... not come in the winter. Okay, not the winter. It's harsh. All right. Cold, cold winter, right? We got enough of that in Vancouver so, or in Canada. So you're right. All right. So go there during the summer. Uh, how hot do you think it gets there during the summer? Um, plus 40 Celsius tops. Okay. I am, out. I am not going <laughs> to Kazakhstan. Never mind. Um, all right. All right. But let's pretend that the temperature isn't a factor. And I decide, I wake up one day and I decide, you know what? I want to go to Kazakhstan and see what's up there. Uh, what would be some, what would you recommend that I do? Honestly, perhaps go, go for a safari throughout Kazakhstan, live in a yurt, try horse riding, but a safe one with an instructor. Am I able to sign up for one account with an instructor? Because yeah. that, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Try the different dishes and perhaps just see the plenitude of all kinds of um, places. Because like I said, in the South, we have mountains. Mm -hmm. Most of the country is just like grassland uh, prairies. Yeah. And, uh, the steps, right? Yeah, the steps. Yeah. So, and uh, maybe see the Aral Sea and the Caspian Sea. Yeah. Hold on. I've heard of the Caspian Sea. What's the other sea that you said? It's called the Aral Sea, which is very unique. So it's a body of water that's more like a lake in size, but it used to be bigger before. And Is it like drying up or something? Like It is. You know, global warming, just killing off the lake? Yeah, but it's replenishing itself right now. And mm. why it is unique is that 50% of its water is salt, is salt water and 50% is pure water. And you just, you see a line when the two of water collides. So, yeah. So it's, li it's like physically one half of it is uh, fresh water. Yeah. And then the other half is salt water. Yeah. How is that possible? It's how it is. It's just such a cool lake. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like that something like that should not exist, but yeah. Okay. And then in the middle, right? That's where like everything gets mixed up. Um, have you been to that lake? Uh, yeah, you just actually see a distinct line between yeah. the, the two sides. Yeah. Okay. And then like, have you tried like swimming from like one side? I don't know if it's possible, but like, have you tried swimming from like the freshwater side to the saltwater side uh, or like vice versa? It's not exactly possible, I think. So, okay, because it's too big. Yeah, and it's quite dense inside, right? So okay. it's best to swim on one side and then try try the other just to compare. I don't know. I just yeah. had this stupid idea where like I'd go swimming on the freshwater side, you know, drink some of that fresh lake water, and yep. I'll like swim to the other side and just like taste how salty the water is. Yeah. Just to like see the difference for myself. It sounds stupid now that I say it out loud. So mm. maybe we'll just forget that I said that. <laughs> okay. That sounds like a really cool, uh, unique uh, attraction. What about like the cities itself? Um, I, I guess there's only, would you say there's only like the two major cities, which yeah. is Almaty and Astana yeah. slash Nur Sultan? Yeah. Okay. And everything else is just kind of small cities slash villages? Yeah, smaller towns. Um, on the west, you have like oil rig towns, right? So. Um they're also building up. They have like different hotels and resorts and they're right by the Caspian Sea. But yeah, yeah the rest of the uh, cities is just small cities. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which one of those two big cities would you recommend that I go to? If I had to, if you had to pick one of those two, which one would be better? Uh, generally speaking, tourists like Almaty more mm -hmm. because it has like mountains, it has lakes. It, it, it sort of looks like Vancouver, to be honest, like the smaller, yeah. like Kazakh version of Vancouver. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
What's that well, sauce? That's just like I mean, that's not, that sounds appealing already. Yeah. I like mountains. I yeah. like lakes. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's just like everyone will look different, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is kind of random, but I mean, I noticed that you're obviously very, uh, you're very tall. Do you think, like, are you like average height for like a Kazakh female, or are you on the taller side? I am on the taller side. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just, just warning. I was just wondering if like all the other Kazakhstan girls out there are like five for ten or six feet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <That> was... <laughs> no, the average is five five, and I'm five ten ish, five nine. So yeah. Yeah. I am on the taller side. All right. Well, yeah. we're gonna go with five ten because I'm also five ten, and <laughs> I would like to think we're at least the same height. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. All right, great. Um, do you think right now, like after the Soviet Union collapsed, like do you think like the more ethnic Russians are leaving Kazakhstan, or have they st- stuck around? Oh, it actually happens with our Germans. The Germans were the very Wait, there were, first. There were Germans there. We had a large diaspora of Germans. What, what yeah. is going? What is going on yeah. in this place? Okay, so why were the Germans there in the first place? Uh, so they came when the Soviet Union was established. They needed like hands to build up the cities around Kazakhstan because we used to be nomads, just living off yurts, right? Wait, so they needed the Germans. The, the Soviets employed the Germans yeah. to help build up Kazakhstan. Yeah. I thought they didn't like each other. Uh, or was this before they s- didn't like each other? This may or may have happened during and after World War Two. Yeah. When Germany lost the war that's right nazi germany lost okay. the war to the soviet union yeah so okay got yeah. it uh okay wow another fun fact right there yeah man i'm gonna be full of fun facts after today and yeah they were the first one to leave right. germany established like repatriations program right away specifically for this castigstani um germans and they just like all left why do you think they left um, they wanted to go back to germany yeah oh that seems fair yeah yeah I mean, yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's what I question myself. Okay, so, uh, but the, the the Russians stuck around. Yeah. They're like, oh, we kind of like this place. It's kind of nice. Not as cold as Russia. I don't know. About the, the same. The president doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. Compared to Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they stuck a bit. Yes. 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 I want to thank you so much for sharing what it's your experience was like, like in Kazakhstan. That was uh, I, like I feel like I learned so much today. Um, okay. Hey, thank you so much for having me tonight here. So, yeah, I was happy to share my stories. Yeah, no problem. And uh, if there's any listeners out there from Kazakhstan who want to, like, also chime in, you know, you can send an email to us at aboyspodcast at gmail.com. And, yeah, let, let us know what your experience in Kazakhstan is like. But, yeah, thank you again for coming on to the show. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.